Last night, uh, myself and Father Bruce, uh, we exchanged Christmas presents. Um, and if you don't know this about Father Bruce, I, I, I'm not doing this just because he's here. Um, I did this at 4 o'clock and surprised him. But um, if, if you don't know this about Father Bruce, Father Bruce um, has, is basically a, uh, a gold medalist when it comes to gift giving, right? Um, he has a tendency uh, in different conversations and stuff just to kind of, you know, file away a, a throwaway comment about something you might need or something you might like or, or just like an interest that you have. And sure enough, come Christmas morning, come, you know, when you do your gift exchange, um, he blows it out the water and he gets you exactly what you need or what you were thinking about or just that throwaway comment that you might have said like April 13th. But he's got it filed away and everybody knows. Like, don't mention something if you don't want Father Bruce to be like the ninja working his magic and then trying to figure out how he's going to get you and surprise you with a Christmas present, all right? He's gold medalist when it comes to gift giving. So this year, I made it my goal to bump him off of his podium and knock him down a notch. And I'll let you ask him after Mass exactly who it is that won. But I'm just going to say he's about six foot two and a handsome brother, all right? <laughs> I was pretty proud of myself whenever we finished, and he looks up at me and goes, you got me. And I was like, yes, all right, good day. The reason why, the reason why I'm starting with that, the, the main thing that I want us to, to reflect on today as, as we enter into Christmas um, because so much of Christmas in our, in our, in our culture, in our, in, in our context, um, just is so often focused around gifts. And that, some people might think, well, that's terrible. We, we shouldn't think so much about stuff. And that, 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 there's some truth to that. But I, I want us to reflect for a moment on what it means to give and receive a gift. Because I know for me, there are a couple of things that the best gifts that I have ever received, there are a couple of different um, characteristics of each one of these gifts in my life that I can think of. The best gifts that I have received in my life all kind of had some similarities to them. The first one, um, it, it, it surprised me. It wasn't necessarily something I was asking for. It wasn't on my list, right? It wasn't something I was thinking about or that I asked Santa for. It, it was something that, come Christmas morning, when I ripped it open, whew, it, it surprised me. I wasn't expecting it. The second one, um, it fulfilled a need that I didn't even know I had. It fulfills a need or a want or a desire that I don't even know I have. And the third one, I put the gift to use. It was a surprise, fulfills a desire, and it gets used, right? I, the reason why I use that, um, for example, the one that kind of, as I've been kind of racking my brain and thinking about like the gifts I've received, the one to me that kind of, I think that kind of is, for me as a kid growing up and like Christmas morning, Santa gives me a gift, right? Like the one that hits on all those and checks all those boxes, um, 
I was probably about eight years old, and I got my first PlayStation, like the old gray one, right? Um, for some of our more seasoned parishioners who don't know what the heck that is, uh, it's a Nintendo with CDs, okay? And if you don't know what that is, it's like an Atari, and if you don't know what that is, it's a video game that you brought home, okay? So I'm sorry, and it's like late at night, and I'm sorry about it. But, it, like, it was this, it, I remember, like, when I opened it up, I was, it was shocking, because I, I wasn't even, it wasn't even on my radar to think to ask for a PlayStation. I was surprised. Check. Fulfill the need. Um, I was still playing my busted old sister's broken piece of junk, like Nintendo, the original one, that like you had to put two games in and blow in or lick or whatever else like to make sure they would work. You, you know, people are laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about. But like I was playing the 1985 special in 2001, and that was a problem. But I remember like I got it. It, it fulfilled a need or a desire that I didn't even know I had. Check. And I played that PlayStation until it didn't spin anymore. Like, it, it, it basically, I would play that all day, every day. My mom and dad thought that I was like, something was wrong with me because I just sat in my room and played it. And I put on like the PlayStation 50 pounds, right? Like, that, that, was, that was it because I did nothing but exercise my thumbs. They thought it was going to rot my brain and probably did. But anyway. I put it to use. Check. In the same way, if we want to extend the analogy as we come to Christmas, God wants to give us a gift that fulfills every one of these criteria to a greater degree than any of us could imagine. Like, as we come tonight, after eating a nice, probably New Year's Eve meal somewhere, possibly coming from some family and, and exchanging gifts, you know, but as we come tonight and enter into the mystery of our redemption, the mystery of the Christ event beginning today, like hope for our future, as we enter in, do we believe that God wants to fulfill those three criteria with a gift for you? First of all, are we, are we expecting something great from God this Christmas? I don't, I don't know about you, um, but as I've, been ex I've, as I've been kind of preparing internally, right, like, like in my own prayer and, and just in conversation and, and everything else, I, the only word that I can kind of, like Christmas is always a good time to kind of reflect on because it's just kind of a benchmark of like what the last year has been like, like since the last time we, we gathered for Christmas masses, right? And the only word that I can really like come up with that I think really for me at least encompasses the last 12 months is exhausting. Like, I, I, I don't know, but yeah, I, I'm tired. If we, if we count 12 months back, like, if we go back to where we were, contentious election, everybody, everybody angry, all the time. 
the, the, the 45th different variant of COVID and more COVID and more COVID and a shot and more COVID and being angry about a shot or COVID, but more COVID and then angry about a shot and in quarantine and COVID. It doesn't seem like it's ever going to stop. Let, let, let's get to, you know, August 30th and let's throw a Category 5 hurricane into it. And now my house is gutted, if it's even there. And I've been fighting and exhausted and trying to be on insurance companies and contractors and everything else. Like, I don't know about you, but for me, I, I know uh, I, I'm, I'm tired. So is Christmas just going to be another day? Or do we come expecting the Lord to break in? Are we willing to be surprised by God's presence this Christmas? By whatever it is, the gift that he wants to give us. Because if we're not in touch with where we are, it's going to be hard for us to receive the Lord and where he wants to meet us. Second thing, the gift fulfills a desire that I didn't even know I needed. As we come tonight, what is it that you want? I, I think it's a simple question. But when we come tonight, when we come before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, what is it that we're seeking? What is it that you're asking for? What is it that you need? Because when we come, it, we, we have to realize that the God that we're coming to seek is not a God who is, who is, is, is distant from us. The point of today, the point of why we come to celebrate the, Christian, the Christmas mystery as a Christian is because God sees it fit to step down and become one of us. To enter into the stuff of our life, into the mess of our lives, into the mud and the muck and the fear and what we miss and what we don't have and what we want. He wants to enter into it with us. Emmanuel, God with us. It's the promise fulfilled today that God is willing to step down to meet you. In a profound and powerful way. That God wants to be with us. God wants to meet you. Not you, plural. <laughs> you, singular. When we come, there's a desire in every one of our hearts for something. That each one of us would have something in our life that would be fulfilled, or a burden that would be lifted, or something that would be healed in the core of our being. 
And the gift that God wants to give us, the gift of the Christ child today, is that God is willing to step down into the mud, into the muck, and into the hurt, and into the, into the struggle, and into the exhaustion, into whatever it is, wherever you find yourself. God is willing to be in it with us. Last weekend for for Fourth Sunday of Advent, I I use this analogy, but I think it's so fitting that it's such a, if we we look at a a, a manger, it's revealing to us that God is willing to step down into the imperfection. Like just use, for example, one image in in particular. At four o'clock mass when we processed in, I brought the brought the, the figure of Jesus and I put him in the manger. A manger is a feeding trough. It's not a suitable bed for a kid. It really isn't. It's an imperfect bed for a kid. The the God of the universe should not have been in a barn in a feeding trough. He should have been in a palace somewhere with like a pottery barn type crib, right? Like that, that would have made more sense. It would have been more suitable. It's more perfect. But instead, the God of the universe saw it fit that he would step down into the imperfection of this world. To be in a feeding trough in hay, in a forgotten corner of the world. Which I don't know about you, but for me, it's, that gives me hope. Because if God can work a miracle in a forgotten town, in a forgotten corner of the world, in a busted old barn, in a feeding trough, then he can do something with me too. That he's got some kind of raw material that he can work in me too. That he might be able to bring some kind of healing to my family. That he might be able to bring, he might be able to bring some kind of peace to just the sadness that I have because so-and-so's, so-and-so passed away. My grandma, my aunt, my child, whatever it is, over the last year or two. And you might be able to fix something, a sin that I struggle with on a daily, monthly, weekly basis, whatever it is. The gift that God wants to offer each of us is a reprieve that he wants to meet us in our imperfection today. The third thing about a gift is that we have to put it to use. Like if, I, if I imagine, like you take me at eight years old, if I get that PlayStation and it's in its box and it's awesome and it's great, if any other kid, any kid ever that gets something like that is like, let's set it up, right? I want to bust the box open. I want to put it on. Let's play right now. This is going to be great. But if I would have taken that box, I would have put it on the shelf and I would have said, look how cool it is and left it in its box and never used it, then what is it really saying about the thing? I don't like it. I don't need it. It doesn't actually have an impact. I don't put it to use. This is the reason why every time a kid ever gets an ugly sweater from a family member, you make that kid put it on, especially when they're going to see that family member, right? Because you're going to prove to your grandma you really do like that really, really tacky sweater that she bought you, but you're going to wear it. And you're laughing because it's true. (laughs) This is why Ralphie has to wear that terrible, just bunny ear, like onesie thing, the pajamas in a Christmas store. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, put it on TNT or TBS right now and you're going to be able to see it. Don't worry. It'll show up in the next hour. But it, it, 
that's the reason why we want to prove that we're putting the thing to use. Well, today, as we come to our Christmas Mass, the gift that God gives us is Christ himself. The gift that God gives us every time we come to Mass is himself in the Eucharist, that God would see it fit to step down from heaven to right here to meet you. And the grace of this sacrament is meant to compel us out into our life. The grace of today is meant to change the course of our life. That just like the star that guided the, the, the wise men, just like the angel that proclaimed Jesus' coming, that our life would be a proclamation that Jesus Christ has been born. But if we don't put the graces to use, we just leave them in church until next week. Or the week after, or in a couple of months, next holy day of obligation, next wedding or funeral I'll come to, or you know what, I'll pick it up when I get back for Easter. The graces that we receive today are meant to compel us out, to make us a living proclamation of what it is that we're here to celebrate, of what it is that we receive from the altar every week of what it is that we come and profess with our lips in a few minutes in the creed, and what we say that we believe and that we may show it with our lives and renew it every time we walk into this church. Do we put the gift, do we put the gift that God wants to give us to adequate use? You and I are being offered a free gift from our Lord. A gift of his life, of life with him in eternity in heaven. You and I are being offered the gift of the presence of Jesus Christ, both in the Christmas celebration, living and breathing in a manger, a, per, a God, the God, the creator of the universe, now seeing fit to step down and become a baby that ultimately he might die, rise, and give us all the hope of eternal life. You and I are being offered the gift of the Eucharist where God is going to step down again into your heart and into mine through the blessed sacrament today at this altar. Are we willing and ready to be surprised by his grace? Do we see that he even, does he fulfill a desire that sometimes we aren't even in touch with? Are we willing to let the graces that we receive have an impact in our life? Just by allowing the Lord in, last thing, doesn't mean that everything's going to get fixed. I'm not going to bring my mom back. It's not going to hang sheetrock on studs in my kitchen. It's not going to all of a sudden get the adjuster to come out to my house. Like, it's not going to fix everything. The graces that we receive here give us the strength to walk with our Lord and understand that the, the, the burdens of this life are temporary. And that where we are going that the ultimate goal of all of our lives is, lies within a relationship with God in heaven. May today 
we'd be surprised. We have our desires completely and totally fulfilled. And as we go forth, carrying and being a beacon and a herald of the Christmas mystery, let us put the graces that we receive to good use.